Well, today we celebrate the Feast of the Dedication of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and this is uh, the commemoration of something in our tradition, a certain historical memory in our tradition, that uh, whereby the Blessed Mother, when she was very young, maybe as young as four or five years old, something like that, was given uh, to the service of the temple uh, in Jerusalem uh, by her parents. And uh, we know from historical sources that there was a whole order of uh, young girls, you know, from, I don't know, early ages all the way up to puberty, 12, 13 years old or so, that worked, uh, they were like uh, ultra girls, so to speak. They worked with the linens and all of the different fabrics and the materials, and there's, you know, a considerable amount of work in the temple. It's a very, very large institution. There was a lot to do. Uh, so we have it in our tradition that Mary was basically uh, numbered in this group of young girls that worked in the temple. And uh, it's really a sign and a uh, sign of a deeper reality, though. This idea of her being given to the temple is the idea that from her earliest years, Mary was handed over to the will of God. Okay, simple as that. And that's what we see here in our gospel today. Uh, there's a bit of an irony. It almost appears at first, on the surface at least, that Jesus is distancing his his mother um, uh, away from his disciples and those who do the will of God. But what he's trying to uh, convey at a deeper level, as we know, the Blessed Virgin Mary, she's the one that did the will of God more than anybody else. Okay, So uh, on the contrary, she's the closest to him and has the closest ties uh, because of blood, but more fundamentally because she did the will of God. And that's really the foundation of her relationship uh, with our Lord Jesus Christ. She is closer to him than anybody else that's ever existed precisely because she was so thoroughly and completely dedicated to or handed over to God's will. In recent discussions with people, friends of mine and whatnot, I've come across the topic of something very interesting. The the first and sin of the angels and the first sin of human beings, we really don't know its actual content. So the story of Adam and Eve uh, and the partaking of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is largely regarded in our own tradition and, of course, in contemporary times as symbolic. Okay, so it's uh, there is a sin in the beginning of human history, and uh, we actually, as far as its content is concerned, we really don't know exactly what it is. But the main point is that it was a sin and that it was contrary to God's will. Simple as that. So human beings got off got off track, all right, and introduced a whole lot of trouble into the world simply because they decided to, instead of remaining within the holy temple of God's will, they, they decided to step outside of that holy precinct of God's will and disobey his will, okay? And uh, as well, too, the angelic sin, the first sin of the angels, its actual content is, is a bit mysterious, but we know fundamentally it had to do, uh, as all disobedience does, with pride, and it's simply a removal of oneself from the sphere of God's will. So that's really what it comes down to. So whether it's a sin against chastity, whether it's a sin against charity, whether it's a sin uh, against justice, so forth and so on, all sin is disobedience to God's will, and that's its fundamental uh, reality. So today when we celebrate uh, Mary's dedication to the temple, we celebrate her dedication to God's will and that fundamental obedience. 
In other discussions I've had recently, I've thought about how the idea of obedience is so uh, countercultural. People really do not today, in today's day and age, really do not like it. Grates at the depth of our, like the deepest regions of our souls that have been informed by our cultures. This idea of obedience, uh, because it has to do with authority. And why is authority? Why does authority have such a bad connotation with us today? Well, I think there's a number of reasons. Authority in and of itself is a good thing, and it's an inherent part of the created universe. Okay, And it reflects, ultimately, God's authority. It's a good thing. But because of sin, because of human sin, its authority has been corrupted. And so we're used to, through human history and through our own personal experiences, lots of abuses of authority. And so, therefore, authority itself starts to get a bad name, and therefore, obedience starts to have a bad reputation, and people just don't like it. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I think that that's kind of my analysis of the situation. So, my brothers and sisters, we have to understand there's a difference between human beings and, and the created universe, the created world, as it was meant to be, versus what it has turned out to be as a result of human sin. You've got to make that distinction. Very, very important. And to renew our whole understanding and appreciation of, really, of authority. Uh, authority pre-exists human sin. And uh, if you just think of the angelic universe, for example, just, just the angels. Okay, God created the angels, and there are probably at least a dozen or more, or less, I'm not sure exactly what the theological tradition has to say on this, but there is at least a dozen or so of hierarchies of angels. Okay, and so the angelic realm exists in this whole series of authority structures. Okay, descending and ascending authority structures, and it's a whole series of mediations. You see, that's what authority is all about. It's about mediating. So the lower levels of angels receive grace; they receive illumination through the intercession of the higher ranks. So there's this whole series of God. First is the primary source of of grace, of illumination, uh, of strength, and then all of that is medi all of God's strength and glory and goodness and illumination is mediated down through different ranks of angels, from the highest to the lowest, and uh, that whole series of mediation um, is there's no abuse of authority in that. It's a, a beautiful cathedral-like structure that binds all the angels together in this beautiful, harmonious family. Okay, And so then we've got human beings. Now, in God's creation, you have the unseen, invisible, immaterial, angelic worlds. And then that wasn't enough. God could have just stopped with the angels. But he decided, to, in addition to the angels, to create the material universe because... The universe as a whole reflects God's goodness, his glory, and his wisdom. And there's really not enough variety of creatures that could possibly do that. So it, there's, a, there's a need, natural need for a plenitude of creatures. So God creates the invisible creatures, but it's not enough. So he creates the visible creatures as well, too. Because they, you need both to express the fullness and the plenitude of, of God's wisdom and goodness and glory. So human beings play such an important role because we straddle both worlds. We have immaterial souls and yet we have material bodies. So in ourselves, 
We basically encompass the whole universe. And so we have a really important role. He created us here on earth. And the whole structure of mediation through the angels finds its fullness and its its uh, goal in human beings. And so then it's only natural that human beings would have that same structure of hierarchy and authority and mediation. And the first and foremost place we see that is in the family. Okay, So you have parents and they're mediators of the existence, the very existence of their children, and also they're intended by God to be the mediators of that whole authority structure. Okay, So if we think of authority more in terms of a family, more in terms of a series of mediations, channels through which God's goodness comes down to us, is spread throughout the whole body, and unites and ties everything together, well, what's wrong with authority? That's a beautiful thing. There's nothing wrong with authority. It's wonderful. Okay, And so then we see obedience as something that puts us in the pathway of that whole cascading, beautiful waterfall going through that series of mediations flowing throughout the whole. Obedience puts us right in the middle of that waterfall, enabling us to receive God's goodness, his wisdom, his grace, his glory, his strength, so forth and so on. It's a beautiful thing. And the Blessed Virgin because she was free of sin, knew this in the depths of her heart. And she was always in perfect alignment with that waterfall of God's goodness. And so she was this receptacle that could be filled with all the fullness of God's grace because of obedience. Obedience is a good thing, not a bad thing. So my brothers and sisters, today as we celebrate the Blessed Virgin Mary's dedication to God's temple and to his will. Let's pray for a renewed uh, understanding of and appreciation for uh, authority, obedience, and and dedication uh, to the will of God in our lives. And we pray through Mary's intercession that that would be so.